0: On
1: Ag News Daily. So I'm a senior territory sales manager for our Corn Belt region, which pretty much spans from Indiana to the Rocky Mountains, Missouri, north to the Canadian border. However, Nutrient Financial is throughout the United States. and AgroScience provides cutting edge solutions for farmers worldwide. Learn more at Corteva.com.
0: Welcome to the halfway point of September and a fun Friday edition of the Ag News Daily podcast. Sandra and Delaney here. with some early headlines jumping right into weather storms are forecasted for parts of kansas and iowa a little bit of thunderstorms expected today and tonight some of the storms may linger around the flint hills but no severe weather is to be expected more thunderstorms are expected to hit kansas the southeastern parts of the state into the weekend those storms could bring small hail and gusty winds otherwise It looks like a pretty quiet forecast for most of the U.S. Obviously, we're still uh, watching the hurricane as it is passing on the north side of Bermuda right now. And I'm sure we'll have plenty more updates. But as of right now, it looks to continue to be dying down. And we'll be able to tell you on Monday what the aftermath of that towards the New England area is going to have in place.
2: Well, that certainly hopefully will be helpful for quite a few states as we're getting reports that a majority or a number of states are in the majority of their state as drought. Iowa is at about 73% of the state is in extreme or severe conditions of drought, but the entire state is about 97% in drought. So there's very little part of the state of Iowa that is not in some form of a drought, the same goes for Minnesota as more than 5 million Minnesotans now live in a drought zone. According to the latest drought monitor, 98% of Minnesota is in drought conditions as that continued to worsen here after yesterday's latest drought monitor. The same goes for Minnesota, or excuse me, for Wisconsin uh texas and the dakotas as well as kansas and nebraska tanner as the drought monitor continues to worsen week over week for a majority of those corn producing states so we hopefully will see some rainfall this weekend in some of those states and get some reprieve they certainly could use it
0: yeah i think uh even dust control would be welcomed as we enter harvest season We've continued to see interest rates climb, and obviously we know production costs are high, but the needs for credit have increased, according to the Kansas City Fed. They also said, however, they expect farm loan repayments to remain strong. Overall, ag loan balances have increased by 5% during the second quarter of 2023. The growth differed between real estate and non-real estate loans. Outstanding farm production loans increased 7% at commercial banks and 10% at ag banks. But a year ago, that growth in farm real estate loans slowed slowed slightly, that was only up 5% at commercial banks and 8% at agricultural banks. So it seems like the growth in agricultural debt is in the production and equipment side. Farm debt generally increased nearly half of all the banks and 80% of ag banks. So we are seeing continued growth, but they're saying overall the quality of credit, the expectability of repayment is still very high. The lowest balances for delinquency rates since 2010. So they state that the portfolios are still remaining really strong at banks. That's the latest report from the Kansas City Fed.
2: Well, the latest report from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers shows that tractor sales and combine sales were fairly similar to the month prior. Sales of two-wheel drive tractors with 100 horsepower and above, as well as four-wheel drive tractors, rose again last month compared to August of 2022. The one change was in combine sales. As we've seen those strong all year, they saw a slight decline in August. Monthly tractor and combine sales numbers composed by the association of equipment manufacturers saw that four-wheel drive tractors rose 21.4% compared to August of 2022 for this year of January through August sales have risen 34% compared to the first 8 months of 2022 that's about 645 units sold more Than the year prior, two-wheel drive tractors rose 7.5% in August. And January through August saw two-wheel drive tractor sales up 7.6%. And as I mentioned, August combine sales went down about 2.5% compared to August of 22. But when you look at January through August, we're seeing that trend uh, reverse as we've seen nearly 32% more combines purchased in 2023, Tanners, I'm guessing most farmers have recognized that this is a good year and they're going to get some final purchases of upgraded equipment in before we probably see a turn in farm economy next year.
0: Yeah, I I think there's probably a lot, a lot of tax planning going into place right now. We do have two Tennessee farmers that have implied chicken litter to their crops for over 15 years, but now they're facing local government ban from further applications, along with an environmental court summons. This is uh, in consideration of being close to city limits and also a fight for the right to farm. The farmers themselves say that this is a green practice and it is only offensive to people due to the odor and those same people are the ones who demand sustainability. If I replaced chicken litter with 80 tons of synthetic fertilizer and blasted 240 tons of carbon into the air, that would be a not environmental friendly decision. The city council of Jackson, Tennessee, passed a motion nine to zero to outlaw chicken litter uses on farmland within the city limits due to odor issues these Tennessee farmers are now pushing back using the to Farm Act. Jackson's farm was annexed in or the, yeah, they annexed the ground about 15 years ago for this farmer and subdivisions started to go up. However, the farming practices continued to improve according to him. The court summons says that the farmers grow soybeans and corn on roughly 400 acres within the city limits. And, uh, They are looking to reduce the offensive odor by including this offensive odor ruling under the offensive odor law Delaney. That was uh, something that I didn't know had necessarily been a thing, but yes, now there's a family farm in Tennessee that will be pushing back against the city of Jackson with the right to farm statute.
2: Well, Tanner, I think we're probably going to see a lot more of these cases pop up as Consumers are demanding more from farmers, but here's a story that's really gotten buried because it's been going on for 15 years and we're just now starting to hear reports of it, Tanner, but that is a swine disease circulating around Cambodia as a new strain of swine influenza has been circulating there for the last 15 years. They recently released a study from March 2020 till July of 2022 that conducted swine flu surveillance in 18 slaughterhouses in Cambodia. And the researchers performed over 4,000 nasal swab tests in pigs and showed that around 2% of them tested positive for this new strain of influenza A of the 9 distinct virus groups, at least 7 had not been detected for 2 to 15 years. And these strains included viruses that can be passed to humans by the pigs and have originated as far as North America and undetected for 10 years. But researchers say that s- systematic surveillance is crucial for early detection and warning signs and. They'll be studying this disease further to determine their pandemic threat as the team is working to also identify major swine flu genetic subtypes that will be including screenings for avian and human subtypes as well, Tanner. But hard to imagine something like this has flown into the radar for so long.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Update from yesterday about the automaker strike. For the first time in history, union workers are striking against the big three automakers united auto workers is against general motors ford and stellantis the strike came after the union made ambitious demands on wages benefits and job protections for its members all three automakers reported near-record profits, so the union was trying to recapture many benefits they'd been forced to give up on a decade ago when the industry was on the brink of bankruptcy. This is a targeted strike against three plants that include fewer than thirteen thousand of the workers, but the union president states that this strike could grow if uh, decisions are not met to make the demands. So. Uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. I also have updates from Russia and Ukraine. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un had uh, visited a fighter jet plant in Russia, while Putin has accepted an invite to North Korea after the two sides are stating that military cooperation is a strong possibility. Belarusian president uh, has arrived in Russia also for talks with Putin, said that he would be brief and most of the pressing issues would be related to a discussion of peace with Ukraine. Ukraine forces have retaken the village of uh, Andripig, south of Bakhmut. The military brigade fire with fighting in the area on Friday made a symbolic strategic victory for Ukrainian forces. And Joe Biden plans to meet with President Zelensky next week around the UN General Assembly meetings, according to multiple officials, to discuss additional support. I think that's what I've got for headlines today.
2: Well, Tanner, I have just one other Russia-Ukraine headline here as well, because as we know, the grain ban, export ban, ends today. And Ukraine has made some very public statements following those statements made by countries surrounding Ukraine that any attempt To further restrict grain into their countries and out of Ukraine will be met with a lot of contempt by Ukraine. This is in reference or tipping its hat to the earlier comments made this week by uh, specifically Poland and Hungary, Romania, and a few of those other Eastern European countries that said they would do whatever it took to prevent Ukrainian grain from once again filling their domestic markets. But Ukraine has answered and said that any further restrictions on Ukrainian agricultural exports will not be unlawful and will not be well received from the Ukraine people. However, President Zelensky did tip his hat and thanked Bulgaria for not extending restrictions on Ukrainian agricultural exports and said that Bulgaria sets an example of true solidarity, he said on Twitter earlier this week. But Poland, which holds a parliamentary election on October fifteenth, is still sounding like they're not they're not budging on this issue, Tanner. So could be heating up there in that Black Sea region as well between some of those countries. But I think aside from markets, that's all I've got for news today as well. So what do you say we take a look at the overnights?
0: Yeah, let's dive into it.
2: All right. Well, as we look at the overnights here this morning again, trading still as we're recording before the overnights have closed, but new crop corn down three quarters of a cent at 479 and three quarters. No soybeans down seven and a half cents at 1353 December hard red winter wheat down a penny and a quarter at 735 and a quarter December spring wheat down a penny and a half at 782 and Chicago December wheat up a penny at 594 and three quarters. Livestock closed yesterday mostly in the green as the October Live Cattle contract added $2.32.5 at $1.85.47.5. October feeder cattle added $2.82.5 at $2.61.87. And October Lean Hawks shed 62.5 cents at $83.35. Tanner, I know you're back home from Husker Harvest Days now, but you had a couple of good conversations that we're going to share today with Nutrien Ag Solutions on the podcast.
3: At Corteva AgriScience, we believe that when we work together, we grow together. We believe innovative agriculture solutions are found in the lab and in the field, applying real insights from farmers with our global R&D knowledge to create a strong suite of innovations across seed and crop protection we believe in constantly challenging ourselves on how to bring all of our solutions together giving farmers the tools to address today's needs and tomorrow's challenges we believe in what we do because we believe in what farmers do and together we thrive corteva agriscience keep growing
0: This one's exciting for me because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about nutrient Financial. And I'm a numbers guy. So welcome to the podcast, Jordan.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: So we got Jordan Howe here. You're the Senior Territory Sales Manager for Nutrient Financial. What does that mean?
1: That means, so I'm a Senior Territory Sales Manager for our Corn Belt region, which pretty much spans from Indiana to the Rocky Mountains, Missouri, north to the Canadian border. However, nutrient Financial is throughout the United States and we offer financial services for all of our Nutrient Ag Solutions retail inputs that all of our branches sell and so I partner with our Nutrient Ag Solutions retail team our crop consultants to work with them to be able to offer financial services to our growers whether that be our financing programs or just looking at the best aspects of cash prepay, extended terms, financing, and really to be able to adapt to our customers' cash flow. As we know, all growers' cash flow, all growers' lines look a little different in how they're doing business. So we're here to adapt to what our growers are looking for from the financial services space.
4: I was gonna say, how many many growers uh, use financing for nutrient egg solutions? Is it 50%, 20%?
1: That's a tough number, but just broadly speaking i'd say it's 50 to 60 percent uh based on those numbers and there's so many different types of financing hmm. um and especially it varies a lot ge- ge- geographically throughout the south to the north to the east to the west to the services we offer the business in california is a lot bit different than the business in texas and in iowa right here uh so it really varies by geography um However, I would say in times of volatile market pressures through external factors going on right now, we're really seeing it to be a huge value that we can offer to our growers.
0: It's tough as a banker to come up with the next comments I'm about ready to say, but I always (laughs) try to encourage people to borrow as much as they can for as long as they can because you can always pay it back. Yeah. So like, if you're saying times of uncertainty, if you're not sure... Borrow it now. And if it turns out okay, you pay it back. Wait, you didn't tell me that. Oh. You, you <laughs> didn't give me the money. Hey, if not, you can always sell it, Corey. I know mind. a guy. Okay, <laughs> That's the land guy. Okay, but your financing is different than my financing as a bank, right?
1: Correct. So that's where it would come in, and the term for it would be we offer captive financing. So what that really is is we can, we can act like a bank, but we don't have to jump through all the hoops and red tape that a bank might do because we're using our own money. Um, so and especially we look to more, and also captive, we only offer financing on the the products that we sell as Nutrient Ag Solutions as a retailer. Um, and it also allows us to partner with our suppliers, our key, our key suppliers um, on the chemical and seed side to help offer Uh, more aggressive financing rates for key segments of our business where we might look to have someone partner to look at more competitive interest rates. The other big thing on that is, as an advantage, I would say, is the flexibility we have. As we've seen how much stuff has changed just over the last couple years, it's really allowed us to be a lot more flexible in our approach with our growers as things are, I mean, what we've had, 13 different interest rate hikes in the last 15 months, which has led us to be able to adapt. And the other thing we can do is, you might have a structured due date that a lot of your lines are on. We can look at offering programs that have a little more flexibility or different due, due dates throughout uh, throughout the calendar year that allows the grower to be more flexible on selling their grain at certain times. Because I was listening to an earlier earlier podcast of yours, and, Uh, Someone mentioned, well, I usually sell my grain or I have to sell my grain when my bills come due. Mm -hmm. Well, if we can offer financing to give them more time to adapt to maybe their marketing strategy, strategy, Mm -hmm. it can allow them to be more flexible to, in the end goal, be more profitable.
4: So I think Tanner called that captive marketing, right, or captive financing. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, it's called captive. So when I think captive, I'm like, I can't go anywhere. Am <laughs> I like torn down to just being with Nutrient, or can I? Can do I have to use you, or no? Can, can I use Tanner? I mean, if, yeah, he's, already no, my, if we, he's already doing my, if he's
1: already doing my, you know, line of credit for all of my other stuff. Absolutely, we okay. encourage that. We do not view that as competition at all. We we view what we do as an added service to our
5: growers, and absolutely, we love cash.
4: We need a new term, not captive. Yeah,
5: but um, free-range
4: free finance. Free, let, me, free let, range. let me tell you how
5: we like it as farmers, Dave. We might have Tanner maxed out, but he'll still probably lend us a little bit, and Tanner doesn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> free-range
1: finance. Well, and really what it comes down to is if we make a crop plan early, or make a, a program early that we plan to utilize, is we will be able to l- spell it out on the crop plan hey, it'll make sense to borrow money from Tanner on something and pay us cash to pull from your operating line. But there might be something where Tanner completely agrees, hey, go utilize Nutrient Financials money on this set of inputs. And that's what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, when I would say my most savvy producers are using that for uh, an advantage in interest rate or a cost savings program, an early pay discount to the point to where I might not have next year's line set up yet, but they, like you said, early planning for next year's crop plan, they can utilize this type of a product to go about making sure that they get the best opportunity for their
1: cost on their inputs. Exactly. And that that's what we're trying to offer.
4: And it can only be used for years, so it's not just like cash. Like, I can't just take it and go buy a four-wheeler. Correct.
5: No, okay. it's only... Unless you're soil sampling. <laughs> uh, no, wait a minute <laughs> let's get creative i've i've heard some i've heard
1: some thoughts on some loopholes but okay no the money goes on your account as nutrient as prepay on your nutrient account and then it's used as products are delivered
0: how does cory get approved Is because like i'm a local decision maker he comes in and, and says tanner i want to do this and meets with me face to face how do our listeners and cory get approved
1: well first of all It all is done through a relationship with your local Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer, number one. But that's what's also been nice over the last few years is somewhat with our flexibility for how we're set up is we do have an online credit application that's safe, secure, and easy, nutrientfinancial.com. You can apply with ease right there, right now. I've been right in the combines with guys and I've watched watched growers fill it out on their phone. but with that, what's also nice about how we're set up has been over this last couple of years of what I'll call inflationary environments, um, credit limits of what, what you had a credit limit for all your inputs three years ago, it didn't touch it for covering your input, inputs the last couple of years. Hopefully it will this year. But we've also looked at in those times, we had automatic credit limit increases. We look to adapt because as a retailer, we want you to have the opportunity to buy everything you need for your operation.
4: Do you think that's helped nutrient keep uh, uh, growers with your product? Um, and the reason I say that is, it's like changing your email, guys. Every time you change your email, it's like, God, you know how many places I have that saved? Or I, I think if I changed my bank account, it'd be the same thing. Um, i got to assume that you guys having a financial, you know, everything works together. Uh, we're looking for convenience. Every, all society is looking for convenience.
1: Yeah. If we're doing it right, it should. Right? I mean, uh, so that's what we're year-to-year auto renewals. We're trying to make it seamless, and we pride ourselves on giving the grower the convenience and the opportunity for a one-stop shop.
5: Do you have a real-world scenario? And I, I'm asking this because I know I, I sell seed, so right, we, we offer some large cash discounts early, and I try to get people to kind of think about that, like, well, you could either wait until there's no discounts or less discounts and then put it on your operating at 8% interest or whatever, or you can get 15% interest or 15% off if you utilize. Is there a real world scenario you could?
1: Yeah, we're dealing with it right now. Yep. Um, across the Midwest, across the country, we have our published seed programs out for next year. And they vary by region, so I can't speak directly on a one right here. Right. However, one thing we really consider is, especially in today's world and it's a lot different than it was a couple years ago is a lot of our growers are considering their cost of capital that's drastically changed over the last couple years so even though you might give up a little cash discount on your seed however if you consider your a grower's cost of capital of having that money tied up for 12 13 months that's a pretty large chunk of change too on what you might pay from tanner on interest number one but number two is the flexibility that it gives you as a grower throughout the growing season of not having your capital tied up? Mm-hmm.
0: So with this free range financing that we're now keen and gonna go <laughs> going to go register the yeah. domain on, yeah. uh, is it something that a grower can pay back at any time and then readvance, kind of like a, a standard operating note? If they, if Corey's got old crop and decides to sell it now, could he pay down if he borrowed it a couple weeks ago?
1: Yeah, you mean you already you. We're planning on utilizing it. Yeah, so yep. we're not we're not penalizing anybody for paying us early. We love to get paid. We're also a business. So, I mean, we're not penalizing for that. But from what I see, most of the time we're coming out with programs that are structured with a very competitive interest rate. Um, and a lot of times, even if they're at the levels of the local bank, it still makes sense to finance through us because it just gives them another level of flexibility on their inputs. Because they can use... Are other sources of capital for everything on their operation.
4: So I hadn't thought about this before, and and because I don't have an operating note, it is Tanner or Corey, help me with this, is is there guys like you that go to eight different companies, and you, you get some financing on their product from them, and then you go to um, this this grain bin company, and they give you financing on the grain bin, and then you go to Tanner for your, your corn, or maybe the seed dealer, they give you financing too. Is there guys out there with like, 10 lines of credit, but they're all specific to different companies everywhere? I don't
5: think they get that deep into the weeds, but two or three I could see.
1: Yeah, and one thing I would say is not every single company is offering what we're offering from Nutrient Financial. So a lot of our competitors in our input space, and I know you're talking about other inputs on an operation, but a lot of them maybe are using the same third-party financing. Okay. Whereas what Yours
4: you, is all your cash. Yes. Okay. So that's
1: what does make us unique in the marketplace is that Nutrient Financial is Nutrient Financial. It's not offered through any other retailer besides Nutrient Ag Solutions. Um, there is, I mean, if you go buy a truck, you can get board yeah. financing. or mm-hmm. So there would be opportunities My wife's like credit that. cards.
4: Every place you shop, they want a <laughs> credit card at Victoria <laughs> Secrets or at, uh, you know, wherever, right? Uh, and I try to put it all on one because I just want the flight miles. So I want, is there a credit card, Tanner? Is there an account that you just get, like, extra ag card?
0: You know what? I bet you if we do coin this freelance financing, or free-range <laughs> financing, we're going to come up with an extra points card. An extra points card. But, points card. but, but I don't want to get our, our listeners confused. We are talking about captive financing as the definition. We wanted to explain to them a little bit more as to what that means, how that's different than your regular line of credit at the bank. But before we wrap up this ag segment, is there anything else you feel uh, that you'd like to go ahead and share with us about that, Jordan?
1: I would just say... What allows our growers to really get the value out of this is to plan early for next year. Uh, the sooner you have that crop plan in place, the sooner you start securing the products in a world of supplies getting better, but supply issues are not going away in our landscape. So the sooner we get a plan in place to look at utilizing the programs, the advantageous, competitive programs that we have in place, the sooner the grower can secure themselves into a profitable situation and a comfortable situation going into the, f- the next growing season. So
4: top three reasons real quick to use Nutrient Finance, do you have better interest rates? Yes. Easier probably to get financing? Yes. And what's the third?
1: I would say that we're looking to finance inputs that are developed from the best agronomic solution. So. You're partnering with your local Nutrient Ag Solutions crop consultant, who's the expert on the agronomy side. So you're looking to develop your best agronomical solution first, and then look at what makes sense on the financing side. Very
5: good. I would also say as a farmer, knowing what your inputs are earlier, and a lot of your buying opportunities are earlier. So if you can get those numbers down, Dave, you got to know your numbers you got a wider window to lock in a profit, market your crop for the next year.
1: Well, and uh, one of the huge advantages, too, with selfishly speaking, and I'm a little biased on the financing side, is you can start contracting these inputs and locking inputs in without putting your own cash down when we look at the finance opportunities.
0: I like this. Jordan, we appreciate you sharing with our listeners a more in-depth explanation of what captive financing is. So will they have another option? as they put their crop plans together. And listeners, if you are curious, you want to reach out to Jordan or learn more about their product at Nutrient Financial, go to nutrientfinancial.com. But thanks for hanging out.
1: Appreciate you guys.
3: At Corteva Agriscience, we believe that when we work together, we grow together. We believe innovative agriculture solutions are found in the lab and in the field, applying real insights from farmers with our global R&D knowledge to create a strong suite of innovations across seed and crop protection. We believe in constantly challenging ourselves on how to bring all of our solutions together, giving farmers the tools to address today's needs and tomorrow's challenges. We believe in what we do because we believe in what farmers do and together we thrive. Corteva Agriscience, keep growing
0: listeners i hope you enjoyed that conversation that farm for profit hosts helped provide us we are excited to always learn about additional resources for our listeners but that was a good way to kick off the week delaney i'm excited to get back to see what our market monday conversation is next week
2: absolutely tanner But with that should we let the people go
0: let's let them go